0: Welcome to Naturopathy Today. Your hosts are Dr. Michael Schwartz and Steve Langford. Join them as they guide you on a journey to good health through holistic naturopathy. Now here are Michael and Steve.
1: Hi, and welcome back to another informative Naturopathy Today with my favorite co-host, Good morning, Steve. How are you today?
0: Good morning, Michael. I'm doing well. It's always a good day when we get a chance to meet and talk and discuss these important issues.
1: It is because I find that you bring up things that stimulate my mind. And I think that's a good thing because it helps me think and look at things from other perspectives that sometimes I normally don't uh, or I don't think about. So there you go.
0: Well, I love playing the advocate of the consumer so to speak i mean you've had such experience with when developing products and working with clients and you know really on the front line and i've worked a lot with consumers and i know what kinds of questions they like to ask so i i like being their advocate and seeing you know learning from you and giving you opportunity to explain some of these things that have been questions for me. And if they are for me, then I know they're going to be for our listeners as well. So um, I'm ready to dig into this. Weight maintenance is one of the most common challenges that people have. Let's see what we have to deal with today.
1: You know, you brought up something and what I flashed on was perspectives on a lot of levels, myself included, if you, especially if you ask my wife, I am I'm very myopic, I, I see things in a very particular way. And that goes back to something we said last week, or even the week before, which is belief is the enemy of knowledge. And I realized that by being myopic on some levels, you don't see everything because your peripheral is blocked. You're just looking down that tunnel. So, well, so anyway, there was that. Last week, one of the things that came up was why you know you talked about the psychology of weight and in my books i've written that there are three fundamental reasons why people gain weight one is protection because i have you can't hurt me i don't care how much you punch you you're not going to reach me you're not going to hurt me another is if i make myself physically unappealing you won't touch me you won't get near me the third is, this is my power, I'm going to throw my weight around, there's no question about my authority and my power, because here it is. So those are some of the issues that I see, you know, you brought up about something being glandular. And I've had one of my clients talk to me about that, that, well, you know, this is a glandular issue, Michael. And I said, well, yes, it is. But consider the fact that your mind runs your body. Your mind is creating, along with the God within you, the the manifestation of your body. And the only reason there's something going on, it's because your spiritual self is talking to your emotional self to help you understand what you're going through so that you can get a handle on it so it doesn't adversely affect your health. So the question I would pose to everybody, if you want to lose weight, is first and foremost, understand why you're holding on to it. In fact, I wrote a little book called Letting Go. And the bottom line is you hold on to something, bad relationships, bad friendships, weight, diseases, because they serve a purpose. So you need to understand what the disease, the condition, the weight does for you. And when you understand that and the concept behind it, that will help you see the patterns of behavior that lead you down that path to overconsume. And that will help you lose the weight. So, just answer some of your questions. I have
0: a question for you. Well, yes, but uh, I, it leads me to other questions, obviously. But of course. Um, how much of people's eating is possibly stress related and is pot and? is it possible that eating is a way that people exert control in their lives? You know, as you were talking, I was thinking somebody who's out of control in terms of they have no control at work, maybe their relationships are not the best, maybe there are other challenges, but eating is one of the things that they have control over and that they can feed themselves something that they want, something that tastes good, and that that maybe seems to alleviate some of the stress of living. Is that a connection you've ever made?
1: You know, I, I never looked at it from that point of view, quite honestly. When I think about the, the points you brought up, the first place I went to was stress. And we've talked about stress being a lack of faith in self. So stress is coming from doubt and fear. Eating is consuming. And so maybe what we're doing is looking for strength, which is, I think is what you're implying, to deal with what our life is about. So yes, I can see that correlation. I also think consuming, eating, overeating is also trying to fortify self, again, back to the stress, but even saying that I have this opulence, look at what I have, not so much from a materialistic point of view, but I have a big body, which kind of implies that I can damn well afford to eat anything and everything I want which kind of implies that I have money. And or (laughs) another aspect is that the overeating is two things just flashed into my mind. One was just a, a, a need to consume the material plane. I need to get as much as I possibly can. Hoarders fall into that category. I need to have as much around me because it gives me a sense of security. The other thing that flash, and I probably should have gone there first. Maybe it'll come back,
0: but at any rate. Well, is sometimes eating um, an addiction in the classic sense? When you mentioned hoarding, I thought of people being addicted to hoarding. Um, Can we also be um, addicted in some way? And I know that's not like the classical drug addiction necessarily, but can people be addicted to sugar or carbohydrates or overabundance on their plates? Um, do these things actually have that kind of property in the brain where the brain is actually looking to satisfy this craving that it's created? I'm not sure if that makes sense in that question, but what have you thought of in those terms?
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Because let's go back to, and I remember what the thought was. It was, you know, we, we're eating so much because we're starving to death. Our food, the American diet is so nutritionally deficient that people are fundamentally starving. So you keep eating to try, you know, your body is saying, feed me. It's not saying feed me carbohydrates or feed me sugar. And yes, we are addicted to sugar. We're addicted to salt. And yes, we are addicted to food. You know, some of us grew up in poverty. And so whenever we can get food, we clean the plate. I mean, you know, we don't leave anything because I can remember <laughs> my mother saying to me once, and I had an answer because I'm a smart aleck when I was in my teens, you know, finish what you have. You know, we can't afford all this food and, and finish what's on your plate. You know, there's children in India starving. Yes, we right? all heard that one. <laughs> and I said, there are named three. Well, <laughs> needless to say, I ended up in trouble. But, you know, that's me. So, yeah, there are so many... Emotional things tied into that, you know, one the malnutrition, another thing that flashed, and the other thing I thought about was seeking to fulfill an emptiness within. You know, I think I made light of this somewhere in one of our previous sessions where, you know, food, drugs, sex, rock and roll none of that is going to fulfill the empty feelings we have inside about ourselves. And the only way to get there is to roll your eyes inward and to look and not be afraid. I've got a client who's so deathly afraid of looking within that I know down the pike she's going to develop cancer because she has so much guilt and so much fear and so much anger that, you know, if she makes it past her 50s, that'll be amazing,
0: sad. And those are heartbreaking because you can look at a person like that and realize they have the power They have the opportunity, they can certainly gather the knowledge, Ah. but something inside holds them back and they're their own worst enemy as a result.
1: Absolutely. So back to the benefits, if you can apply all this information that Steve and I are sharing, the benefits are innumerable. They really are because life just has a totally different hue to it. And it's one of, of joyful colors and great energy and, and smiles all the time. And they're not fake smiles because there are some people, I wrote another book called <laughs> Smiling or Laughing on the Outside, Crying on the Inside. And, but it doesn't have to be that way. All you need to do is really question what's going on. Treat the whole person and really take care of yourself. Anyway, some of the other benefits of losing the weight It's better for your heart. There's less strain on that muscle, less stress. Another one, it's better for the joints. Oh my God! So many heavy set people have such knee and ankle issues and hip issues. You know, that's just a lot of weight, a lot of pressure on those joints. And of course, the ultimate benefit is you'll look really svelte in a bathing suit. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm going. Not a speedo, but that's That's what what you're going for, huh? (laughs) Yeah, svelte appeals to me. So there's that. So where do we begin? Aside from all of the mental that we just covered, the ideal place is your diet. And I think we've talked about this before, that diet is the hardest thing to change. And the reason for that is because every single food that you are attracted to, that you want, you desire, you have an emotional connection to it. And the more ethnic and cultural and traditional the diet, the harder it is to change. Have
0: you found that with people trying to
1: lose weight, Steve?
0: Well, it seems to be perennial. The problem is, you know, I love these foods. I don't like those foods. And I tend to eat a lot of what I like. And so I think people tend to get in love with the foods that they like and say, well, you know, it's my my stomach, I get to choose. Again, it's one of those things of people being in control of you know what they're eating, and that gives them a sense of power and confidence. Even when it's wrong for them, it gives them this sense of control. And so, I find it very difficult for people to, first of all, start to reframe it in their minds. You know, so uh, one of the challenges that I've addressed in in this discussion that you've described is. Instead of telling people what not to eat, you know, don't eat so much sugar, don't drink pop, don't eat refined grains, which has kind of been the mantra in the past of don't eat the bad foods. What I've come to believe is it's really because we don't eat enough of the good foods. Amen. If we made conscientious choice to eat more beans, more grains, more whole grains. Uh, more dairy, more fruits, more vegetables, more nuts and seeds, uh, lean proteins, grass-fed, and all of that. If we made positive choices, that would then edge out some of the poorer quality foods. We would be better nourished, and we would eat less of those things which are really very nutritionally deficient. And I, I read an interesting study that said it's really not the bad foods that we eat that kill us, it's the fact that we don't eat enough of the good foods that give us the benefit and that those then are displaced by the poor quality nutrient deficient foods. And so that kind of changed my thinking on how to approach it with people to encourage them, eat a little more of this, a little more of that, include this in your diet. And it tends to put a more positive spin on it for people that at least they can be proactive about doing something positive, knowing it's to their benefit, And just little changes over time may actually add up to a big difference in the end. Absolutely.
1: There's two things I wanted to comment on. One is I think everybody should ask themselves, why aren't I willing to change? Okay. I think that's a good question to ask yourself. The other thing is, you know, we all have our comfort foods. However, whatever your comfort food is, you can replace it with a healthy version, which is exactly what you're saying. I try to get clients to eat more organically, obviously, and more living foods. The other thing is, you know, I think I told you that I go at least two or three times a week. We go to Olive Garden to get salads because we can't get organic salads anywhere. So this at least I'm getting some uh, living food. We used to have stores here called Super Salad. And during COVID, they both went out of business. Now, I think they only exist in Dallas. And when Phyllis and I were working together, we were there probably three, four days a week. And what always amazed me were these people who were heavy set, needed to lose weight, and were making an effort to do so to a point. And they pile up the plate with, you know, lettuce, romaine, and radish, and cukes, and, and all the good stuff, and then drowned it in about a pound of ranch dressing, French <laughs> dressing, and I, why bother, and then, because they had a free yogurt machine, or 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 frosty, whatever, some kind of ice cream, there was another load of sugar, so they made the effort to do good, and then undid it all with the salad dressing, and the treat, So my advice, and what we do at home, basically, is oil and vinegar. If you eat at Olive Garden, the salads come out pre-mixed with dressing that drowns it. And I found this in restaurants, and maybe, you know, you've had this experience too, Steve. It seems that people who don't eat salads, and they're in the back in the room creating them, they drown them in dressing. Maybe it's to kill the taste of the food. I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, people are, are sometimes addicted to the oil and the sugars that are in some of these dressings. I found my solution to that is always ask for the dressing on the side. And then mm-hmm. I can add as little or as much as I want and, and get the dressing that I want.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So in our effort to maintain weight, the first amount of weight that's ever lost, since we've covered the diet, you all know what to do. You've heard us talk about diet before. Even though I like to beat a dead horse and think I'll get a different answer, but you know, <laughs> it is what it is. The first amount of weight you're going to lose is water. Because, as you know from one of our previous sessions, when you're under stress, which we've talked a little bit about here, it compromises your calcium, which creates an imbalance in sodium and potassium. So some of the weight you have is water. So the best way to get rid of water, watermelon. Watermelon is fabulous. I wouldn't eat it late. In the evening because you will be up getting rid of some of that water throughout the night watermelon seed as a diuretic is fabulous and in india they use watermelon seed they chew it to kill parasites did you know that i did not know that and i glad i've never
0: had to have that experience
1: <laughs> well you know we traveled to south america And Phyllis did get sick, and she did have parasites. And I got off the train station in Mexico City, and there was a woman there that had her blanket on the ground with different herbs. And I asked her my really bad Spanish, what was good for parasites? And she said to chew papaya seeds. If you've never chewed papaya seeds, they're fabulous. They taste like peppercorns. And the way that they work is they cut off the blood supply to the parasite. So I actually put that in one of my formulas. Anyway, getting rid of water, using diuretics, corn silk, buku, uva ursa, hydrangea, parsley, are all fabulous for getting rid of water. And parsley is another one of those items that I think when you go out to a restaurant, you know how they put a sprig of parsley on the plate? Mm -hmm. People leave it. I said to people, don't be bashful, reach over, get you know to their plate, take their parsley and eat it as well. It's a great diuretic. The chlorophyll will purify your blood,
0: freshen your breath, and that would be fabulous. Steve, what else do would people, you- Well, do people tend to retain water if they're overweight? Is it, Do they go hand in hand? Yes, that is why the first
1: amount of weight everybody loses is water.
0: It's now what about, um, and, and you may be gonna touch upon this, um, I've heard of nutrients that uh, support metabolism, and is that a part of a weight loss program then? Is something to address metabolism? I know we touched upon thyroid and iodine. Um, is there more to that, though? Not really. From a metabolic
1: point of view, yes and no, because you know you have minerals like magnesium, zinc that are involved in enzyme metabolic processes. In terms of weight maintenance, the the main nutrient that comes to mind is potassium. Because even from a medical point of view, they'll put you on slow K or, or Inderol, Lasex, and slow K, and K being the symbol for potassium, because they know that all that sloughing off of water, you're going to be losing a lot of potassium. So that too should be part of the program coming back in.
0: Does a multivitamin make sense in, in this case in that if people are eating because you know, they're eating poor quality food and not getting the nutrients, is it likely then that a multivitamin or in addition to some of these individual herbs and things, uh, does that make sense then that maybe people are still undernourished even though they're eating plenty of food? Absolutely. I, look, the way life is,
1: and it's getting worse from a different point of view, there's more and more stress everywhere you look economics, social, political, spiritual, I I read somewhere, I think it was on the news that more and more people are turning away from religion. It didn't really say why, just that they were. And I think people are losing faith because they've asked and asked and asked and nothing's changing. So they're losing faith in the political system, they're losing faith in the spiritual system, because all of our training is to look outside of ourselves for help When you go back to the beginning, God said, you know, I give you dominion over everything. There's no qualification there. It's you've got the dominion, period. We just don't go within to learn how to grow it, to nurture it, to strengthen
0: it, to utilize it. I find a lot of people um, lack confidence in their ability to understand and make choices. Therefore, it's easy for them to defer to the preacher or the politician or the teacher. Um, And I I had one person say, I'm not smart enough to know, that's why I look to them. And that to me was such a sad indication that a person didn't feel at all confident that they were able to learn, uh, explore, make intelligent choices, that because of their own lack of confidence, they then turned over these choices to others that they considered Um, the experts that come to find out we're all having questions about some of the experts that we hear (laughs) from these days. And many people come to us because they have doubts about the experts in the medical field. And it's in some ways they're experts in drugs and medicine, but they're certainly not experts in nutrition and health. And so giving people enough confidence in themselves to say, yes, you have this power, you need to nurture it and it will serve you well if you learn it. Um, I find that to be an important message for people that they can have confidence to go forward.
1: Absolutely. And on that note, we will go forward into our week of work. We'll come back next week and share some information on metabolizing fat, the next aspect of losing weight. And we'll cover, I'm sure, some other sidebar information. Until then, Steve, take care. God bless. Be well. And to hey, thank listeners. you,
0: Michael. Thanks, folks, for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Be Amen. well. Take care. Thank you for listening to Naturopathy Today, sponsored by MNP, Michael's naturopathic programs at michaelshealth.com. Join us every Monday for the latest episode in this journey to excellent health on all levels.